The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. One, glad to see you all here. Many of you are back. Some of you are new, so welcome. My name is Tanya Weiser, um, and I'll just sort of briefly say um, about myself that um, my wish is for you to feel comfortable, feel safe, to take care of yourself tonight. So if you need more cushions, go get them at any point. It doesn't matter. You need to go to the bathroom. Please get up and go to the bathroom. Um, I, I have been um, training and practicing at this center for around 10 years. And this is really, you know, Gil Fransdahl and Andrea Fellow have been my two main guiding teachers. Um, I've done a series of courses over the last probably eight years. Um, just finished up one recently um, called the Local Dharma Leader Training Program. So, um, But what I do in my life or um, a profession is I'm a therapist. And so I bring that flavor to teaching. I have a strong emphasis on kind of uh, more of a kind of a bringing in sort of both neuroscience and psychological awareness as well as um, emphasizing a a gentleness or a tenderness, um, compassionate way of relating to ourselves. I think that it's um, incredibly important, incredibly, just probably everything (laughs) in my view, right? So that's my flavor of, um, you know, sort of how I tend to flavor the instructions, um, so, last week was the first of five in a five-week introduction to mindfulness series. And so, for those of you who weren't here, and for those of you who were, some of the just simple kind of refresher from last week was, um, the theme was kind of introduction and mindfulness of breathing. And... Um, sort of talked about being intimate with our present moment experience, bringing as much relaxation to our experience of mindfulness as possible, Um, some sort of tips to help you get started with meditation, like setting an intention, being very clear, oh yeah, I'm coming to meditate. Um, Inviting the mind to help us in meditation, and um, bringing awareness Um, into the sensations of breathing. Usually when we start meditating, it's kind of helpful to really use the breath and the body to ground, and it can be really helpful to take, and let's just do it right now, three nice deep breaths. So let's just do a mini mindfulness moment together, just giving yourself permission to feel your body, to land, and to really invite nice full breaths. And... Um, I invite you to kind of maybe even lift your shoulders up toward your ears and then rotate them back, kind of maybe bringing your elbows together and then sliding them down the body. Oh, and then I just like immediately, I don't even have to cue my body, it just takes a deeper breath. Just knows, oh good, I got my shoulders and arms out of the way, I can breathe, ah, you know, counteracting the texting and computering and driving that we do in our day. So let's just 
take a couple more breaths here. Just see if you can't feel, just simply not doing nothing fancy, just feel yourself. So feel yourself here. Oh, just here. And as I look around at you, I just feel so, this upswelling of emotion, this sort of, you know, joy, and really a sense of um, what a privilege it is to be in a room full of people who have come to a Buddhist meditation center because they want to be more present. They want to be more present, more alive, more full, more connected. That's really beautiful. It's quite a gift for me to be here with you. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for being here, for caring, and for being willing to take time and make this a priority to come. It's beautiful. Another thing that... um, I mentioned last week was just sort of that can be helpful when we're meditating with the breath is just to do a simple noting like an in with the inhale and out with the exhale just a simple silent noting other options for words can be rising and falling or open and letting go So as you meditate, you might play with some of those words and see what feels supportive and helpful for you. This sort of helps us be aware of what's happening and stay connected to being aware of the breathing. So I wonder if anyone has anything that they'd like to share about experience doing mindfulness of breathing. Whether you were here last week or not, you may have done some mindfulness of breathing and you might have some experience or a question you'd like to bring up. And we do have microphones. And I do ask that you speak with a microphone. Even if you can speak loudly, this is being recorded and um, people who are listening all over the world um, want to hear what you have to say. It's quite a benefit to get them to share with them. So... Um, does anybody want to start by any comments about homework from last week or practice? It's okay if not. Maybe we're not ready to speak yet. I will invite you. I will encourage. Um, it helps me, actually, just to be very direct. It helps me to have the back and forth, right? So I feel like I'm. it inspires, it brings new things up for me, and it helps me feel connected. So... But we're just getting started, so nobody's quite ready to talk. That's oh, great, Wendy. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I was here last week, and so I tried to practice um, what I learned last week. And um, one experience that really stood out was I, I hike a lot. Nothing really strenuous, but I'm outdoors a lot hiking, and um, I was really trying to be mindful of my breath and. The shadows, you know, it was like late afternoon between 4 and 5 o'clock. And um, 
the, the different feeling of the air, you know, with ah. the temperature changing and the light and the different leaves with the sun reflecting and the ones in the shade. And it was just really interesting because sometimes I'm just like moving through it and I was really trying to um, take that time to be mindful of, of the experience. How did, that, how did that affect you? How did that change what, what happened for you? I enjoyed it so much more because sometimes I think, when am I going to be done? I'm so tired or, or oh. I'm hungry or whatever it might be. But it was really beautiful. It was really mm. a beautiful experience that I noticed so many things that I typically am just like moving, moving past. Yeah. So I slowed down and I stayed present. Beautiful. Beautiful. What you're sharing reminds me of a couple of things. One is that... Um, it's the way our minds work is that we're often kind of what's next, right? And especially when we get near the end of something we're doing, whether it's a meditation period or a hike or a trip, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? There's this tendency in the mind to be sort of, to get ahead, right? To be ahead and be impatient for this, this whatever this is to to come to an end because we know it's coming to an end, right? So that's one thing that, you know, what you shared remind me of is um, and your practice of bringing your awareness so fully into your experience really helped you not get caught in that, that mind. That's beautiful. The other thing is that you didn't use this word at all, but sometimes um, when I'm practicing in this way, like you're describing, I feel like everything gets more sparkly, it's more alive. There's more vibrance, you know. And that's kind of what I was feeling when you were describing as this sort of sparkly or this shimmery kind of quality to life. Yeah, nice. Thank you, Wendy. Anybody else want to share? Oh, right behind you. Um, so I was here last week, but I don't, didn't, before that, didn't have a daily meditation practice. And so I did my homework most days this week. <clears throat> and um, the first few days, um, I felt like I was really bad at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could pay attention to like literally one breath, and then my mind is like all over the place. But I just sat there for the 20 minutes and set wow. the timer, and I just said, it's okay that I can't focus. But mm-hmm. um, throughout the week, I felt like I could start to focus on a little bit more breaths without a lot of other things. So I was like, oh, I did like three breaths before my mind wandered. So I'm like, oh, I'm getting a little better at it. Um, mm. And so sometimes I would walk away and think, oh, that I didn't do that good. But then some other things during the day kind of went a little bit better than they had been. So I'm like, oh, well, something's working. Nice. I love what you said about being able to notice the difference, you know, and that you could see over the week, you know, and three breaths is huge. That's a vacation, <laughs> you know, and um, and also just that you were you were. It sounds like you really practiced the sense of being okay with how it was. That you just stuck with it, and that you actually did twenty minutes. It's impressive. Thank you for sharing that. It's inspirational. Yeah, you know, it sounds like. Um, you know, you, you think that maybe it showed up in the other in your life, the practice. In some way, it was supporting your being more connected. So awareness is always here. It's just, we have to learn how to be connected to it. 
right? It's, it sounds like maybe you were starting to find more awareness in your daily life. Is that right? I agree, yeah. Beautiful. Mm. Thank you. Great. We've got a comment up here. Yeah, if you guys just carry the microphones to each other, that's beautiful. Thank you. So um, I think one of the homework exercises that you had suggested was to um, do one activity mindfully. Yes. And for me, that was trying to have a meal mindfully every day. Um, And, you know, usually when I'm eating meals, I'm either watching something on my computer or, you know, listening to some meditative music or uh, there's something going on in the background. But this entire week, I tried at least for one meal in the day to just shut off everything and really just focus on the meal in front of me. And, you know, just when I'm eating the meal, just focusing on what's in my mouth and how does that feel and, you know, as I'm chewing things, how does that feel and swallowing them and uh, you know, things like that. So I think initially it was a little hard, yeah. but uh, I think I got better at it towards the end of the week. Nice. So you're both saying you can see yourself getting better, right? Practicing and that, you know, naturally you're not so good when you first start. Again, rock stars. You guys are rock stars. <laughs> I mean, you know, it sounds like every day you did a whole meal and that's, that's quite a practice. That's a great commitment yeah how um you got you noticed that you got better at it was there anything else that was kind of maybe that you wouldn't have normally noticed or that you sort of connected with through the practice why would you keep doing this in other words i have to think about that (laughs) yeah yeah hmm well, that's a good question to have. Why? What's the benefit here, right? What's the, what's the, you know, the Buddha taught, come see for yourself. Don't believe what I say. Don't just do what I tell you to do. <laughs> but, but try it out for yourself and then see what's the impact, what's the effect. Really important, yeah. Nice. One more, or are we good? No? Okay. So, um, tonight, so last week the focus was mostly on breathing, right? Just sort of starting with the breath. And the reason we start with the breath is because, for one thing, it's the easiest thing to pay attention to is something that's changing. It's really hard to pay attention to something that's not moving and, you know, still. And um, mostly the only things that are like that are, you know, inanimate objects, right? Life itself, pretty much everything that's alive is is moving and um, shifting and changing. So the breath comes and goes. It does it on itself. The body knows how to breathe, right? It's not something we need to control. And we can feel the breath in many different parts of our body, you know, so there's a lot of ways to be with it and pay attention to it. And it's kind of always happening. It's always happening. So that's one of the main reasons we start with, with mindfulness of the breathing. Tonight, we're going to add mindfulness of the body.
was just hearing a talk from Gil the last time he did this class, and he brought up an article, the title of an article. And it was, um, the body, friend, foe, or stranger? (laughs) I thought that was a good article title. So just checking in right now with yourself, is your body your friend? Is it your foe? Or is it a stranger? You know? And do you have a... You know, our relationships with our body can be complicated. um, Especially if we're relating to our body from a judging mind place. On the other hand, our body is where we feel and experience life. It's how we receive sight, sound, taste, smell. The sensations of everything come through this body. There's, so when we, if the mind, you know, if we've developed a lot of aversive reactions to our body, not pretty enough, I'm not skinny enough, I'm not tall enough, I'm, you know, whatever criticisms, my feet are too big, my, my big toe is weird, whatever it is, right? If we get too invested in those things, the tendency is to start to want to distance ourselves. But what are we distancing ourselves from? We're distancing ourselves from life if we're distancing ourselves from our body, right? The experience of life. This is how we know emotions. It's how we connect to others, right, in deeper ways. There's so much wisdom that the body carries and can communicate to us. Some of it, you know, sort of innate, instinctual Wisdom that sometimes goes awry, like around fear and, you know, being triggered in, in our lives. The body can be oversensitive to sounds or various things because of traumatic experiences. Yet, even that, if we try and shut it down, we're shutting ourselves off from life. So, to me, the body is a really, really precious source of connection. And it's sort of part of what we'll do tonight is try and work with being simply with the body and noticing the commentary, but not choosing to invest in the commentary. Seeing if we can see the judging and the evaluating, whether it's for good or bad, seeing that as activity of the mind, a commentary, and then bring the awareness into simple, pure sensation, more simple experience of just being here. I was thinking about this experience of the body and mindfulness of the body. So it's something that for me has been a huge um, support in my life. And um, it's almost like... um, an anchor or um, a grounding thing. You know, I can feel the body and kind of, there's something about it that helps hold me and connect me to the present moment, even when my mind is kind of busy. And um, 
and pulling. So in a way, it's like, I feel like it, it can be this beautiful guide and help to stay, stay, stay here, stay here. The, the thinking mind is very good at going into the future and into the past as well as evaluating and commenting. But if I feel the sensation of the body, if I feel the weight of the body, the presence of the body, I usually take a deep breath. I usually just start start to relax into the present moment. In the Satipatthana Sutta, one of the really primary teachings of the Buddha, mindfulness of the body is one of the four teachings. And these, in the Satipatthana Sutta, this is what's said to be all you need to practice with to become enlightened. The body is one of those four things. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. And the Buddha, um, you know, so what the Buddha is saying is awareness of the body is central to the process of realization. Central. And he goes as far as saying, you know, when you're eating, when you're drinking, when you're consuming food, when you're tasting, act clearly knowing. When you're defecating and urinating, act clearly knowing. Walking, standing, sitting, falling asleep, talking, being silent, clearly knowing. So and there's really nothing that the Buddha said that you wouldn't want to continue to be mindful of, of the body. In everything we do, we can stay mindful of the body and help us, help it, let it help us ground in the moment. And um, because I find it inspiring, I wanted to share just a couple of words from the Buddha, or what we believe the Buddha said, anyway. And how monk, how does a monk remain focused on the body in and of itself? There is a case where a monk, having gone to the wilderness, to the shade of a tree, or to an empty building, sits down, folding his legs crosswise holding his body erect, and setting mindfulness to the fore. Always mindful he breathes in, mindful he breathes out. That's simple. That's simple. And what happens when we sit down? Just try and be aware of being mindful of the breathing. Is that all that happens? Other things come up? Let's try for a second here. Let's just sit and be aware of breathing. And see if you can notice what else pops up. So let's see, what what else came up? 
When you were being mindful of breathing, we'll use the microphone. Anybody notice sound coming up? What else? What did you notice? I noticed the movement of my body as I would inhale. I would feel the back of the chair a little bit warmer. Um, I noticed the movement of my body as I was breathing. Um, my back would hit the chair in a different place as I did an inhale, and then as I exhale, it would change. So Great. Yeah. Great. Just pass it, and we'll see if anybody else was willing to pop anything in the microphone. Hi, Sasan. I had some gratitude come up. I've been having some problems with my body, and uh, but I'm almost entirely healed now, and I'm so grateful for that, mm. the, for the body's capacity to heal. And um, I think mindfulness of the body is very important for me going forward because some of the problems I was having, I think, just came from ignoring it. Yeah, great. Did anyone sit there and have the thought, Oh, I'm doing a good job, or, oh, I suck at being mindful of breathing. <laughs> Anybody have that thought happen? Yeah, okay. I was like, oh, I'm doing really good at this. If it's, like, very specific, I can focus just on that. And it wasn't too long. I think if it had gone longer, I would have, my mind would have strayed. Yeah. I noticed that I had, I felt a little more tension kind of in my right neck but the left side kind of felt relaxed and it just came to my attention. Great, great. So the instructions that we're given in this practice are we use the breath as the primary kind of anchor, right? And then we allow other things that come up that are stronger sensations or experiences we, can, we allow them to be known if they come up. And we just sort of let, let our awareness move to that until that sort of recedes and then we come back to breathing, right? And so you notice the neck and you might be with the neck for a bit and then maybe that recedes and you can just allow the breathing to come back. And in this way, we'll explore mindfulness of the body. Now, as we move, we'll add things. So last week was mostly breath, right? With some awareness of the body. This week it'll be breath and sensations, breath and body. Next week we'll go to emotions, the week after thoughts, right? Well, keep adding. So tonight, when we do a little guided meditation, sort of use the breath sort of as the center, you know, centering space and then and then just allow yourself to notice if other sensations come up that are strong, positive, neutral, or negative, and allow your awareness to rest on those, and then until they sort of recede and come back to the breath a little bit. Um, And right now, when we have commentary like, oh, I'm doing really well, or, oh, this is really hard, or, you know, with pain, oh, I wonder if I'm going to have to go to the doctor, maybe I'm never going to get better, You know, that's commentary, right? And that part, we want to sort of 
just let it sort of go, oh yeah, that's commentary. What's the raw sensation? What's the, what's the direct experience? Can I just be with the breath or just more direct for tonight, for this week? I'm going to work on sort of starting to bring more and more awareness into the experience of the body. Just like we heard several people share that after practicing during this week, it got easier to start to notice the breathing or to be with the eating, right? Or to notice being present on the hiking, right? There's, the more we practice, the better we get at notice these things, noticing these things. So, um, Uh, another way to think about um, the impact of commentary is to think about um, the role of a sportscaster. So, um, who here watches sports? Yeah? Or has watched sports? Okay. And, and have you ever watched with the, the sound on and with the sound off? What's the difference? Anybody say a word or two about the difference between hearing the sportscaster and not hearing the sportscaster? It adds excitement, right? The sportscaster, and you know, they pump you up. They're really good at spinning things and sort of talking about what's going on and explaining it and giving it meaning and then tell you about the relationship between this player and that coach and this thing and, you know, telling you their stats, Right? It's kind of like our inner commentator. (laughs) It adds a lot of spice to what's happening inside. And, but that starts to interfere, right? It starts to interfere with our being able to really experience our our experience. So, you know, um, it's just something to think about and notice. Is your commentator going, you know? How's that adding to your experience? What's it like to just sort of like let that voice be a little quieter. If you can mute it, mute it. But, you know, no worries if it's there. Just sort of, you can still bring your awareness more into the sensation, right? So, um, yeah. So let's do a meditation together. Yeah. So let's become embodied or more embodied. Let's feel ourselves. And, you know, maybe before you do much of anything, just sort of feel what your body feels like now, right now in this moment, however it's sitting. Hmm. Like I used this metaphor last week, but it feels to me sort of like I'm a snow globe, right? And when I've been busy and thinking and talking and it's like the snow is all flurrying around in the pretty little globe... And then as I get quiet, the snow settles. And I can, it's almost like I feel myself getting heavier, not in a bad way, but just more weight in my body. I can feel my body more. Just landing, settling, coming in, bringing more awareness inside. So mindfulness is not just about noticing our toenails, but about noticing the inner world. So letting your awareness turn in, inward. And as you 
as you feel more grounded in your body, you may notice that awareness of the breathing starts to be kind of in the center of that. Feeling yourself here and the breath coming and going. So letting the body support you, the sensations of the body, the groundedness, the live, liveliness of the body. And you may want to invite yourself to take a few longer, slower, deeper breaths. And with the exhale, inviting, letting go or relaxing. Feeling life from the inside out. Just a reminder that the commentator may be busy or quiet at any moment. You know, the mind is like a meaning-making machine. It likes to make comments. It likes to interpret things. It likes to coach. So when you hear it, just sort of notice and, and just gently, gently try and open around that to feel the sensations that are here the feeling of the breath or the body here. Being curious, what is the body experiencing right now? With as much open-heartedness as possible. What is happening in here? As you're here practicing, maybe bring your awareness into your right hand. 
feeling the whole of the right hand. Palm as well as the fingers. Maybe noticing where it has contact with another part of your body. And then shifting your awareness into your left hand. How is that different? The sensations in the left hand, the palm, fingers, back of the hand. It might be tingling coolness, warmth, throbbing. Simply noting the sensations. Being as non-judgmental and open to whatever's happening in the left hand. And then allow the hands to just be and just sort of open back up to the whole body and see where you feel the strongest sensation. It could be a pleasant or unpleasant or neutral sensation. The strongest sensation that's happening in your body and see if you can bring that same kind of just curious, non-judgmental awareness to that experience in your body, even if it's a painful experience. Just exploring it in that similar way. Noting the sensations, the vibrations, the coolness, warmth, the coming and going. In a simple way. And if there's no strong sensation, just allowing your awareness to be with your breath. The rising and falling, the breathing. Noticing where you feel it in your body.
there's any sensation that feels difficult to be with, a sense of urgency to scratch or move. Just try and take a few breaths with that sensation, breathing with it. Giving it permission to be there, giving it room. See if you can open your awareness to feeling the whole body. Might notice the breath breathing into the whole body even. Take a couple of longer, deeper breaths. Hmm. Feel your feet, feel your bottom. Notice what you're aware of now. ask you a question. What was that like for you? You can start us again, Wendy. That would be great if we can find the mic. You seem to be good at getting us going. Thank you. It felt really wonderful. I 
I did meditate all week for 20 minutes, and and every time I do, in the same experience now, it's like a respite, mm-hmm. you know, because I go, 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 and it was just like trying to really tell my mind, this is Wendy time, you don't need to do mm-hmm. anything, and, and being gentle with myself, but it was, you know, I had many different sensations in my body, you know, an itch, and I tried to breathe into the itch, and then my back hurt, and I tried to do that, so, um, yeah, just... And I got really emotional when you said, pay attention to your whole body. And it, it just brought up a lot of emotion, like um, things I say about my body, you know, um, mm-hmm. criticizing, commentaring, and um, how wonderful my body is and how mm-hmm. important. And, um, yeah, it's my temple, and I have to be good to it and, you know, really try to stop judging and um, mm-hmm. be good to myself. So it was a beautiful experience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe somebody had a different experience. I was surprised when I just sit here and my eyes are open and I'm paying attention. I don't feel any pain. I don't have any experience of pain. But when I'm meditating and I'm actually focusing on my body, it feels like everything hurts. Uh-huh. And I don't think I've evolved to the point of, of, like, I keep adjusting and kind of moving myself, trying to avoid that pain. Yeah, Oh boy, I know that dance, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, that, that I know that one. Yeah. So you weren't aware of the pain before. Was there anything maybe useful or helpful or important? Anything at all about noticing that the pain in the body? That um, I'm just curious if there was anything about that that might have been important for you to notice. Well, in keeping with what you said. It kind of made me feel like maybe this is happening, and I, like, I'm so busy and I'm so stimulated by what I'm sensing that I'm not paying attention to my body. It's worth exploring, right? Worth exploring. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Yes, it's on. You were perfect. Yeah. Um. I starting to notice my neck was hurting and and I feel like tightness in my stomach. Yes. Pants and I I noticed that I've been eating too much and I need to like try kind of judging myself for like eating too much. Were you able to um, recognize the commentary? Uh huh. Oh yeah. And say, oh, that's commentary. <laughs> yes, I did. Beautiful. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Yeah. And were you able to then experience the feeling in the belly or the shoulders without the commentary and notice the difference? Were you able to have that experience too? No. No, not really. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm very new to this, so... Yeah, yes, yeah. I don't... Yeah. yeah. Well, has anybody ever stubbed their toe? Yeah? Yeah. Hurts, right? Have you ever stubbed your toe in front of somebody you had a crush on or you were trying to impress? Right? And that's a lot worse, right? It hurts and you feel stupid and embarrassed, right? So this is sort of what the that's commentary adds to the pain of stubbing a toe. It, it hurts to stub your toe, but it hurts worse when we're like, oh no, she's going to think I'm stupid or, you know, I'm such a dork or... 
here I am, a mindfulness teacher, and I'm tripping, you know, who, I'm a fake, I'm a fraud, you know. There's all these things that we can do to really make our experience much more painful, much more painful. So, just to highlight how it could be different if we could notice whatever it is that's happening, you know, without... And we have it in other ways, right? Sounds like you could relate to that stub toe thing, too. Okay. <laughs> Great. Will you share? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, during the meditation, I forgot about, you know, my problems and mm-hmm. also, you know, the body pain or anything. Mm-hmm. And then um, the one question is that when you do the meditation, so sometimes you, if you think about good things, can it can help you, or it doesn't? It's a great it's question. It's not a good thing to do, or it's a good thing that we should do during the meditation, like like past good memories, you know, with like family or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a wonderful question, you know, really important question. Um, so, I think I'll give a cu- kind of a couple different answers. One is to say that it can be helpful to reflect at times on, on things like our generosity, kindness, or, you know, blessings, the ways that we're fortunate, it can be helpful to uplift the mind, right? To bring things to mind. It can help, it can help to change the feeling in the mind, right? And, and so at times, that is a practice that can be done, but it, it needs to be done very carefully and, mm-hmm. and clearly and at specific times. And right now, we're going to try not to do that, really. That's not, so right now, we're going to try and keep it really simple, but I want to answer in a bigger way. The way in which that isn't so helpful is that it is very easy then to start with that discursive mind that's telling stories. Talking, thinking about, you know, the past or maybe how it might be in the future. But then we're getting, the movie-making machine is getting going. Not just the meaning-making machine, but the movie-making machine. We've got two, movies and ma- meaning-making happening, yeah. right? And those, that tends to suck up all of our awareness. It tends to, like, sort of all of our awareness gets pulled into these things. And then what's left for here? What's left for knowing sensation, knowing a breath, knowing presence here and now what's left for that so it's great you notice that it can be uplifting it can be wise and useful to help uplift our minds our spirits at times it is you know that's very positive and useful and during the meditation what we're trying to do is sort of just trying to notice what's happening more than create what's happening is that helpful? Is that clear? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Anyone else have a, another question or observation? Yep, we got one. Great. And then you. Okay. You just an observation. So, of course, my mind was wandering everywhere, but um, it was interesting when you said, and now get back 
to your body, like after we went into smaller pieces of it, uh, that was overwhelming because I was able to feel like my right hand, my left hand, and uh -huh. then going back to the entire body was giving me big overwhelming feeling. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. It's, um... There, there's a lot, once we start to tune in, right? There can be a lot happening in this body. So one of the things I'll say here is that, you know, we carry emotion, we carry stress, we carry stories in our bodies. And, um, you know, it, the body needs our awareness to help it release those things. And so sometimes when we're sitting down to meditate and we open up in that way, it can feel really overwhelming. It can feel like this is a lot. And so it's, it is important to be, you know, wise and compassionate around how much you open up. If you're having that kind of experience, it's, it can be very important to go, wow, I don't think I can be with all of this. I see it. I'm overwhelmed. Whew. Okay, let me feel my hand again. Or let me feel my breath again. You know, And then you might a little bit later go, okay, well, do I want to, am I okay just sort of checking in with the whole body again? Maybe the answer is yes, and maybe the answer is no. And just, just using your own wisdom about what you know you're able to take in. Because it really is about kind of like digesting, really. I really feel like it's like we eat food and our we have to let our body digest it, right? Well, emotions and experience and the days, events, and a lot of what comes up in meditation is what's not, what hasn't really been given awareness or what, things that we're really stuck on, that we're looping around. So sometimes there's just too much here for us to be with, so it's much wiser to, to be as present as we can with the breath or with our foot, Right? Is that helpful? Thank you for sharing that. It's really important. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I work as a, I'm a physical therapist. Great. And um, so I deal with a lot of people in pain. And what I do to help them is let's change your posture. Let's stretch what's tight. Let's strengthen what's weak. So it's a very active way to deal with pain. Yes. And like, She was saying she's sitting here and she noticed all her pain. Yes. And I have some pain. And so I sit here and my tendency would be to, I need to do something about my pain. I need to change my posture. Maybe I need to stretch my neck. Um, so then I'm wondering in this meditation practice, what do I do? Do I just deal with this pain? Do I let it come and go? Do I do something about it? Because my tendency is do, to do something about it. But I'm thinking maybe there's a different answer in this meditation practice. Beautiful. Well, so much of our life is like trying to avoid raindrops, right? Like the pain, the discomfort, the frustration, the not liking this, the not liking that, or wanting this. I feel like my image of it is like I have to, I'm trying to walk through the rain and not get hit by the raindrops. Like there's just this, you know, but it's not possible. And, you know, some, maybe sometimes there aren't that many raindrops and so, you know, you can kind of avoid them. But essentially when we're coming to meditation, the goal is to sort of learn how to be 
with whatever comes up. So we are so used to fixing, to adjusting, to, and that's, there's no problem with those. There's no problem with doing what you do as a physical therapist. We need that, right? And we need to do that in our lives. And we also need to practice the ability to not just constantly be ducking and shifting and adjusting, but to try and what happens when we learn how to in, just in meditation, okay? I'm not talking about your whole life. You don't need to be a pacifist and just let life run you over. But just for the period of meditation, what happens when you just practice acceptance of everything that comes and goes? What happens? There's something, there's something deep that can start to grow in you. Some, some deep capacity to be with, to just stay present. And very often, or more often than maybe we realize, what we need more than anything is to stop and be with. Be with our lovers, our friends, our kids who are struggling. Be with ourselves when we're unhappy. Just to be with it for a little bit longer, a little bit more. Thank you. Okay. So let me just sort of share a little bit more and then we'll do another meditation, okay? Um, so again, when we think about pain, this is a good tie-in, there's often the sportscaster or the narrator making comments about the pain or the difficulty, right? And... It's really helpful part of what we can do when we sit with and we don't just adjust is sort of start to differentiate between that, that um, commentator and the actual experience. And, um, you know, in general in life, we don't get to choose not to have pain, right? Pain is part of having a body. And it doesn't mean, again, we don't do things to take care of our body and to help, help it be well and healthy, but what we want to focus on is how we're relating to our pain. So that, that commentator, that energy that we're bringing to our experience. And um, so one example I was thinking of, sort of how this happens a lot, I was thinking about being a mom. And, you know, having the experience of having my kid fall down, right? And being like, oh no, everybody get out of my way. <laughs> you know, like panicking and rushing over and being like, are you okay, are you okay, right? And then, that, you know, what happens to the little baby, the kid that's like getting this mom that's freaking out. Yeah, right. Wah! You know, right? It's just worse. Versus, oh yeah, I fall down, go boom. <laughs> you know, are you okay? Is your feet still working? Your legs still working? You okay? What do you need? You know, it's a very different experience, right? Being re- on the receiving end of that kind of energy. And, you know, of course it's important to be attuned and caring, but when we're overly concerned and anxious and fearful that something bad's happening, it just makes us and others fall apart, right? It's just like, it's very difficult to, to take that kind of energy. Um, and if somebody can be balanced and caring and fine, it's sort of, we tend to, oh yeah, okay, I'm okay. You know, move on more quickly. So, um, how our culture relates to pain or discomfort is um, 
kind of interesting. I looked up the definition of pain in Merriam-Webster. And the first definition, can you guess? The first word that they used to describe pain was punishment. Punishment. Yes, punishment. Wow. And then the other, the second was localized physical suffering. Right? Yeah, but, you know, um, and the, the thing is, too, about pain is that difficult emotions usually arise with the pain, right? So fear, anxiety, worry, anger, hurt. Yeah. Um, and, and also, when pain comes up, we want to get rid of it, Right? So there's this real tendency to want to fix it, to want to get rid of it. But I wanted to say, you know, pain is essential. We actually really need to to have sensations of pain. I think, you know, half of our limbs would be gone if we didn't have pain, right? We would just, we'd be constantly destroying our body. It would just, like, it's it's feedback, and it's feedback or with the immune system, like if we hurt, you know, or get an infection, or if we're just sick with a virus, or if we're sitting in the bad posture, we need it. It's feedback. And it, when we can relate to it just as simply as feedback, it changes it a lot, right? It's more, it's like, it's a more neutral way of relating. Oh, the body's just letting me know something's going on here, right? Without... So can we relate to that without adding all the extra negative emotions and and commentary? Another thing that's really important and interesting to know about physical pain is that actual physical pain and emotional pain share various pathways in the brain. So that our brain processes both physical and emotional pain in, in some ways exactly the same. Not in always, but in some ways. So... Um, you know, there's not a lot of difference in some ways between physical and emotional pain. So it's, it's important. It's important to start to recognize and see this in our own experience. Um, so next week we'll start adding emotions to what we're aware of, but this week we want to try and sort of tease these things apart, right? Simplify for ourselves and start to highlight in our awareness and as much as possible, just the, the raw experience of the physical body, the sensations. So um, some things, some little tools that can help when you're uncomfortable and you're sitting, because it's very common to be uncomfortable when we're sitting, right? Um, so noting practice can help. So like noting like, oh, just sort of naming, oh, sharp, oh, uh, pulsing, um, um, spreading, Words like that that are um, non-alarming and just sort of descriptive of the sensation. So try a little bit of the noting practice. Um, and, and be aware of the tone of voice in your mind as you're, as you're doing the noting, right? So you want a gentle, kind energy that's, that's doing the noting. If it's a critical, scared voice like that mama I described <laughs> is freaking out, noting's not going to be calming or helpful, Right? Um, breathing, breathing with, finding the edge of the pain and sort of touching it, not diving into it, just finding and touching the edge of the pain, breathing to that edge. And then with the exhale, just sort of relaxing with and out, 
right? Um, broadening the awareness around discomfort. So if, you know, just sort of instead of tight focus on just the area that hurts or is uncomfortable, holding a bigger area in awareness, not just that small space, but more. Um, and then being curious, being interested. And, yeah. And then also getting really clear about sort of you can ask yourself, well, what's happening right now? What's really happening right here? To help us, sometimes it's hard to... We get, it's almost like you can get an image of what the future is going to mean and how it's going to feel in the future, and then we're feeling that instead of what's, what's really right here. What's really right here. All right, let's do another quick meditation. So you might want to sort of just walk you, I'm going to walk you through sort of what I do to set myself up and just sort of thinking, okay, I'm going to come bring my awareness into my experience in this present moment. So I have the intention right now to be here, right here. And right now my practice is to be aware of the breath and the body. And I want to be as aware as I can in a simple way. So noticing when the mind is commenting and just sort of letting that be and bringing my awareness more directly into the felt experience. So this is my hope and my wish. I'd like my mind to help me. I want to open to this and to do it with a softness or a kindness. And feeling my body here, sitting in this posture, whichever posture I've chosen. Feeling the weight, the resting, the giving the body to the cushion, to the chair. The trust. And then allowing the awareness to experience the breath coming into the body and out of the body. And then let's take a couple of longer, slower, deeper breaths here. Just three. And then allowing the breathing to just, you know, happen, however it happens in the body, short or long. No right kind of breathing. Whatever is happening. Noticing where you feel the breath the most. What part of your body most easily connects with the experience of being breathed.
And the Buddha, in his study, he really examined sensations closely. And what he discovered is that when we come into contact with sensations through any of the six sense doors, so the ears, eyes, which are closed, the nose, the tongue, the body. It's really easy to get to cling or get stuck on those sensations, either because we like them or we don't like them. So we might find a sensation that we like and we come into contact with it, like it's a sound that sounds lovely or a sensation in the body. And there can be this real temptation to want to make it bigger or stick around. Or maybe a sensation we don't like and we don't want it. And that's when the commentator starts. It's sort of this energy of, oh, I want this or I don't want that or this is good or that is bad. Just trying to be neutral. Not for, not against, whatever comes and goes, just more open, receptive, radical acceptance, allowing. Almost like deep listening. receiving. In some ways, this wanting and not wanting tears us apart, makes us want to push away things about ourselves and our bodies. So can we let this fractured experience just all come into wholeness? Let it all be. Welcome all of it. Wholeness here. It's all welcome. all part of being a human supposed to be this way feeling this body, not cutting ourselves off from it. Cut ourselves off from our body and we cut ourselves off from life. From the richness of our experience.
And as we come to the end of this practice, just bringing your awareness more into the body, sitting here, sensing yourself here in this room, at IMC, room full of beautiful people who are all wanting to be more present, more connected to life. Maybe take a couple more deep breaths. Maybe notice the sounds in the room. And when you're ready, maybe starting to let a little light in. And then take a moment after you've opened your eyes to just still feel, see if you can feel your body here still. Be seeing and feeling yourself sitting here. Just receiving that experience. Taking your time. So now I'd like to invite you to do something. And um, I'd like you to get pair up. And I want to invite you to do it with somebody you don't know, but you don't have to. If you came with a buddy and you want to pair up with your buddy, that's fine. But this sort of you know, gives you an opportunity to hear from somebody different and then you can go and leave and do your pair exercise with your buddy. So if you could just find somebody and sit face to face and just introduce yourselves and let, that, let each other know your first name and if you've ever been to IMC before. And then I'll give you instructions again. So go ahead and move your chairs. Yeah? Okay. All right. <sighs> so thank you for pairing up. And I'm just going to ask you to share a couple of simple things can just share as much as you feel comfortable with you don't need to share anything deeply personal or you don't need to share anything more than you feel really safe and comfortable with okay and um, the first thing I'd like you to share is just um, one thing that was a little bit surprising or unexpected to you about tonight's class or about your experience in meditation about mindfulness of the body Okay, and so just take turns, let one person share a few things and the other person can share a few things and then back and forth a few times. Um, I'll give you about mm, two to three minutes. Please begin. Beautiful. Just take a moment to take a deep breath and just receive what you've shared, receive what you've shared and heard. And the next reflection I'd like you to share is um, just to share one thing that you would want to remember this week about tonight's class um, that you'd like to maybe try to practice with during this week. Please begin. All right. Just take a moment to take that in. And thank your partner.
right, and then we can just, you can stay where you are, but kind of turn inward. And um, how was that exercise? Was that useful, helpful? Is that okay for people? Yeah? Keep doing it, Tanya. It's okay to have us do it. It might be a little awkward, but it's okay. It's worth it. Yeah? Great. Okay. So um, we have a chance for just a couple more comments or questions. Um, Anybody wants to comment in general about how the class has been tonight or question, anything at all, feel free. Yeah, great. Um, Question about what to do when you feel sleepy. Oh, good question. Great question. Yeah, it happens, doesn't it? Sometimes we get very sleepy when we meditate. Um, so a couple simple things um, can be. One, first, just to recognize, oh, I'm pretty sleepy here, right? And um, you can try opening your eyes, actually, and practicing with open eyes because the light coming in tends to help. If you do that, you don't want to just sort of be looking all over, but rather just sort of gently have a kind of a, Slight fuzzy gaze just out in front of you a little bit, sort of like you're gently staring off in the distance kind of feeling. Just um, Another thing that you can do is you know, make sure that there's fresh air, cool air, right? You're not too warm. Another thing that can help is to make sure you're not too full when you go to meditate. Might be the time of day matters. And you can also just sort of um, be mindful of sleepiness. The mind gets kind of dreamy and it can be a little bit hard to stay focused, but you can notice some pretty, sometimes very pleasant or kind of interesting things happening in the mind. And sometimes we're just, we need sleep more than we need to meditate. Yeah. Is that helpful? Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the question. So you're going to all be going home tonight starting your week of mindfulness of the body practice and breath. So think about, is there anything else you might want to comment or ask about before you go off for your week and start your mindfulness of body? Yes, microphone right beside you. So what, um, how can we use like meditation sometimes in your life that you are in like the worst situation ever? You know, you don't have any hope or anybody wants to help you. you. You don't have any choices. And how can meditation, you know, you know, help yourself with meditation? Okay. Well... Um, boy, that's a you know that's a big question, right? Um, so first, I'll say simple thing to say is week five is mindfulness in daily life, and we'll spend pretty much the whole time talking about how do we build mindfulness in life. Another simple answer to your question. So these are simple answers. Okay, you're asking a big question, and I'm gonna just give you a couple of simple answers and then we'll see what happens here. The other is to think about um, that actually mindfulness 
is about strengthening awareness, strengthening our connection to awareness, strengthening our ability to f- choose what we focus on, right? And, and then to work on our relationship with what's, what we're noticing, right? So in a way, it's sort of like you go to the gym to get in better shape so that you can climb those stairs faster and you can move about in your life more easily. Yeah? It takes a while to build the muscle, right? The endurance. And if you go to the gym a few times, it's probably not good to expect yourself to get through a marathon without getting beat up. So in the same way, I think practice over a long period of time and studying the Dharma builds your capacity to deal with life so that you can run those difficult marathons in daily life better. But it's a, it's a process. And part of it is really about that sort of non-judgmental, accepting practice of being with everything that comes up and learning how to be with it while you're on the cushion. While you're on the cushion. Just then, Right? And, and learning how to tolerate distress, see it, feel it, notice the difference between the body and the, sense, the mental comments and how they feed each other and those kinds of things. So then maybe when you're dealing with life in a really bad way, you don't, you, you don't add as many other extra negative things to yourself in that situation. And you know how to stay soft and kind with yourself, even though it's a very difficult situation. And then, truthfully, I think what starts to happen from a psychological perspective is that we don't, we don't add to the panic response that's happening in our brain. If we start to feel threatened and we feel like there's no hope for us, our brain shuts down the part of our brain that can think creatively just gets overwhelmed and shuts down. Our nervous system just shuts down. So if we can be compassionate and connected and more aware and open to our what's happening, we're less likely to shut down and more <coughs> likely to be able to still stay open and access the higher reasoning, the higher functioning parts of our brain that can help us in difficult times. Is that an okay answer? Okay. Yeah. Great. Any other comments, questions, responses? That was a good answer. Yeah. That was a oh, we got a good answer. Yeah. I mean, it, we're. Yeah, it was a big question. But um, but this is this is the power of the practice, right? To help us, sort of, we have to navigate that we have a body and it has instincts and it has a nervous system and these things have their own wisdom and their own way of getting connected and activated. And how we relate and whether we recognize that that's happening makes a huge difference in what happens next. So we can add to it and keep it going and getting kind of really cut off from our own resources. Or we can sort of notice and be caring and be present and have confidence in ourselves and our capacity and have more access to to our higher abilities. Yeah.
So, I guess with a half a minute to go, um, I'll just highlight for you, we encourage you to practice for 20 minutes a day, if it's possible for you. And during this week, we want to invite you to take about a two-hour chunk of time to be mindful of your body, just sort of whether it's on a hike or eating a meal or anything at all, just sort of two hours devoted to just really being curious and interested in your body, your whole body and your sensations in your body, to eat a mindful meal. So you've got your way ahead of the game. But see what it's like to try and be mindful of the whole process. And you kind of mentioned there's so many interesting things about eating to notice there's like, the picking up the fork. There's the finding the mouth. Isn't that amazing? The fork knows how to find the mouth, right? <laughs> There's the anticipation of the bite that you're going to eat. There can be the noticing, oh, the saliva that starts before your fork even gets to your mouth. There's the chewing and how quickly do we swallow before we even finish chewing? Or have we already got the next bite on our fork before we finish this bite, you know? And sort of just trying to slow down and put the fork down between bites and and just sort of notice that, you know, just like on that hike, you, were, you know, you can see that the tendency of the mind to want to get ahead and get to the end of whatever tasks it's doing or to eat the food that tastes really good really fast. And just trying to slow down and noticing all of this, all of this stuff that's happening. And then this week, notice what distracts you. What pulls you out of awareness of your body? What pulls you out of the moment? Are there themes, are there issues that tend to pull you away from being here in this temple, the only temple we get, right? That's it. I think, I don't know if there's any handouts left on the stage. If you want a handout and they're gone, um, let me know. If you want a handout from last week, you can come up and let me know. And um, thank you again for being here, for your participation. And I wish you a beautiful week. Thank you.